You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Just to go. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome to Packers Total Access Post Game Show. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. If you'd like to email the show, you can send a message to Packers Total Access at gmail.com. And uh, really excited to have him on the uh, on the podcast here today. If you guys are listening on Monday afternoon, obviously we're recording this live on Sunday night. As soon as the game was over, we're going to try to get you guys some updated. Uh, scores from around the league as well that may have playoff implications involved, although really there's just one that we had to watch. That was Washington. Of course, they lost to Cleveland. But joining tonight uh, from the uh, Packernet Fantasy Podcast, Jacob and Justin. Jacob, what's up, man? Hey, man, how you doing? This was a oh, – talk about a uh, – actually, I – this was a great game because it was we we put this one away very early, which is not I'm not used to that. Nobody's used to that, especially <laughs> this year. So it was a great game. I'm very excited to talk about it. So, anyways, let's go. All right, Justin, how you doing, brother? Pretty good, man. We're uh, we just took the W 41-17 against a team that's supposed to be fighting for the number one seed right now. Ooh. So, uh, <laughs> how much better can it get, man? We the uh, <laughs> The playoffs are in our driver's seat. We win one more, and here we go. Super run, baby. Are you worried about Detroit, Justin? Are you worried? Um, <laughs> that's no. a yes. If it wasn't a no, <laughs> no that's I don't a know. Yes. I'll be honest. I am. We, I am. We, well, just... we've lost to them once already this year, so they're yeah, they're no exactly. pushover, and and they today, look like they're ready they, to play. They look like yeah, they're they ready did, to play, but. But how about that Green Bay defense today? Let's go. Let's that, go. The Vikings, the Vikings are what they are, but that yeah. you know they they have a good offense, and Green Bay shut them down today. Isn't it funny so what go. the defense looks like and how good Joe Barry looks when the players actually play within the scheme and uh, tackle? Yep. First of all, I want to say this, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of run through the game, guys, and uh, we're gonna give you big play after big play. Hopefully, we can get the sound bots here on Twitter and uh, kind of relive this as we go through in chronological order. But uh, Quay Walker, man, other than the penalty, other than the penalty, I'm expecting watch watch me be completely wrong too. But I'm kind of expecting a high PFF grade. What did you guys think of Quay Walker tonight, man? Did did he not look violent? Did he not look like he was up for this? I- I thought, first of all, I thought that he looked, yeah, decisive. Like he looked like he was, he looked like he was uh, understanding his reads way earlier than he used to. Because if you look at Quay Walker in the first, I don't know, four or five, six weeks, he just, he was reacting. And I know I think that Quay Walker now is like a proactive kind of guy. He's very aggressive. You can see him. He's, he's digging in and making tackles. He's diving in on those, um, you know, the short underneath throws where he can diagnose that right away. I yep. think that Quay Walker has definitely made a step forward and I'm, I'm excited, really excited. Yeah, what, what do you think, think Justin? Uh, I didn't see a whole lot of him out of today's game. The one play that stood out the most was whenever he got called on that penalty flag, when he slammed, I don't even remember who it was. Oh yeah. Slammed, that, dude, that, he, I'm sorry. He, had, he, 
he is coming to hit you hard, and he means <laughs> dude. Means he gave him the stole cold stunner, dude. Like that guy. Honestly, I didn't think that should have been a penalty because it just didn't. I mean, they don't get me wrong. It looked like it a was finish. Minute, that was man. Uh, that was love, love that was a finisher move. It was definitely a finisher move. You know, they they got the fifteen yards on that play, but I was happy about it. Like, yeah, yeah. Smack that was that one of those down. penalties. You're like, show yeah, moves, boss that. boy. Hey, listen, I'm just gonna be honest. Like, if if I had known how the game was gonna end, I would have probably felt different in the moment. I was a little bit like, come on, Quay. But at the same time, if you're gonna get flagged for 15, the way they did it, I was like, that was worth it. <laughs> that right. Was worth it. Wasn't that kind of the element of, of the whole game, though? Like, I feel like the Packers defense just kind of punched Minnesota in the mouth the whole time. That's something we've been waiting for the Packers to yeah. do for for forever now it, Honestly, it all started true. with i know i know jair has got all of his criticism throughout the season but mm-hmm. it, it started right, with that man right there he punched jefferson in the mouth from the very beginning and that Literally, that was a yeah. major reason and why we won this game that I'll, I'll be the first game. one i'll be the first one to acknowledge that i was a jair no i'm not gonna say a hater but i was wanting him to live up to his money you know what i'm saying so like jair if you're getting that money, then make that money, dude. And I'm he sorry, made he made that money tonight. He made yeah. that and money, and he made him <laughs> – Jair gets in his head. Like, that's a different level. That's a different level of, like, punking on people because, like, you can just be a good defender. And then when you knock the guy down and you do his gritty, oh, my God. Gonna oh, say- my God. It was done, bro. It was done. When you do that's a little bit nervous. Like whenever, whenever yeah, honestly, one of the opponents yeah. to Rogers, the belt celebration, we always win. <laughs> he did the, and I'm like, oh, there it is. Yeah. No, I said the yeah, same no, thing. I was like, bro, I was doing the gritty way too early, but dude, he <laughs> shut him down. I think Jefferson, what did he get? One catch for 15 yards? Something like that. Yeah, it wasn't right even now. on Jair. It was on, it no. was, I don't know who's defending him, but it was not. Yeah, Jair. he was targeted 15 or five. Can we talk times. about Keyshawn Nixon, y'all? Yeah, he was targeted five times and only had one catch for 15 yards. And I and I'll say this, That's Jacob, you can you can sit here and claim that you've been the the biggest Jair Alexander hater, but I, that I'll definitely wear that crown because I'm like, man, shut up, we do your job. Did. We both Don't did. Be mouthy. I'm telling you right now, when he did the gritty. <laughs> That's the moment mad. that everything mad. changed. I'm not going to lie. That was a good-looking gritty. I think he does it better than He Jefferson. did it great. Dude, that was I'm a good I'm a 40-year-old Caucasian. I don't know what a good I'm just saying. No idea. But anyway, let's do this. So Jacob actually mentioned the big play there from Keyshawn Nixon that really started things off. Let's go right to it. This was in the first quarter, 10:38 left. Minnesota was up three to nothing. How about that defense standing tall and holding to a field goal? But here goes Keyshawn Nixon. I love the reaction from uh, from Romo and Nancy. Here. Let's go. Only 12 yards total for both teams combined. Oh. No first downs. Look at that camera work. Look at this that. is Nixon, who's dangerous. Uh-oh. Oh, here he goes. My <laughs> goodness. He's taken at the distance. Wow, dude. You talked about how dangerous he is. That's awesome. The most kick return yards in the NFL. <laughs> and he shows it right there. Oh, he had the 94-yard so cool. kick return. Look at that Lambo leap, baby. And here he is again. Look at, him. Look at him. Look at him. I love it, dude. Love it, love it, love it. It doesn't get any better I, than that, fellas. I, I was mean. absolutely losing my mind when that happened. <laughs> my, I thought my wife was going to kill me. I'm jumping around the house, like, swinging my arms, like, he finally got one in. <laughs> dude is an absolute stud. Absolutely. Well, in the chat here, we got Goose. He said, Vikings confirmed. Frauds. Then he went on to say, like we were talking about, the lines are no joke. I definitely agree with that. We got Bill Ryan in the house. Thanks uh, thanks for taking the time to hang out with us, buddy. He said, what is it with the refs? The first bomb to Watson and no P.I. Completely yeah. agree, man. Twice Yo. I feel like he was pass interfered and yep. uh, they didn't throw the flag. And, again, what you know, Rodgers overthrew him a few times tonight. But also, man, he dropped some dimes that didn't get called for P.I. I don't I don't know what's going on with the officials with, there. And, of course, that- Houston. Go ahead. You, I, I honestly think that I'm convinced that Christian Watson is not going to get a pass interference call for the entire season. <laughs> Dude has been grabbed, pushed over, tripped, everything, and then refs just, nope, didn't see yeah. nothing. No, he's, like, he's, he's, how many times is he going to get 
I'm he's to been violent, family friendly like, word. Violently, yeah, abused. I'm not. I'm not even gonna lie. He's been violently abused, and I hate to be that guy. Nobody wants to be that guy. That's the. I'll be that oh, guy. I'll call it every time. Okay, I'll be that Twitter guy. <laughs> I'm just saying, like you know, there's a certain situation where you're like, yes, that's a flag. I'm sorry, like that's just what it is. Anyways, um, Clayton, you want to uh, keep progressing? Because gosh, this is such a good win. I'm just <laughs> no, it, it was here. Let's go to Goose the, the whole it. time. And I, yeah, go ahead, Clayton. Sorry. Yeah, Goose in the chat say, can we talk about how the DBs got to, <laughs> got to molest Watson? Wow. Again, unpenalized. It's like Deshaun <laughs> touching masseuses. Man, I don't even know why I read that. You're trying to get me canceled out here. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. let's go to the I was going to say, am I allowed to say that? <laughs> yeah, no. no. You're not that's allowed. The word I, that's the word I was trying to use for the way that Watson was being handled on those passes, but I didn't you know, <laughs> allowed to say so, that. <laughs> so the next big play here came in the uh, in the first quarter, 533 left. It was 7-3 to three Green Bay. And, uh, of course, you know, from the kickoff, uh, return for a touchdown by Keyshawn. This is Russell Douglas uh, breaking the pass up. Darnell Savage getting the pick six. Now, kudos to Savage. He was in the right place, right time, made a play on the ball, took it to the freaking yeah. house. You've seen that speed. You've seen that athleticism. But you got to give the play to Russell Douglas breaking this ball up. Look at the, uh, the yeah. as Brady Papinga once said, the aggressivity. Watch this. Jefferson to a slot to the right side. There's the pass down the middle, and it's oh, yeah. broken up and intercepted. Off the deflection, it's picked off. Savage got blockers in front. Only Cousins is down there. He won't get him. And the Packers have a second return in the opening quarter for a touchdown. What a All pick. What a watch. pick. Unbelievable. What the a Lambo job lead, by Douglas. Baby. Get up there, Savage. Douglas has to step up. Hey, man, that's, that is a guy who has struggled a lot, right? I mean, right, we, yeah. we've not been shy about talking about it. But, man, I'll tell you what. I'm so glad to see him. Get that play because uh, you Clayton, know was he um so he was not if I'm if I'm not mistaken uh, Rudy Ford was probably in there as the uh, what's it the free safety or the strong safety so on on what defensive scheme was Savage actually out there where he got that pick can you uh, can you diagnose that thus far or do you need more time it's too early yeah I I yeah. try not to do that right after the game because it's so easy to screw it up and I, I'd rather be because basically like savage like we basically benched the guy right he's been yeah, benched oh, yeah. mm -hmm. so yeah. the fact that he came in there and got a pick six I mean that's uh, now, yeah I, I just he, like Clayton said though he was kind of just in the right place at the right time at on the that right one time. and yeah. honestly I, when that happened, I'm jumping around my living room, freaking out, and Nicole <laughs> ate me alive because she said, "Oh, that's she the guy you in the face." No, no, she's like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> she's like, "That's the guy you bought his jersey, and you've been talking so much crap about how bad he is. He's the worst player on the team." Isn't that? And now he gets a touch. I'm like, "All right, you know what? Listen, <laughs> he was in the right place at the right time." <laughs> Dude, I love that girl. Mandy, Mandy really liked Nicole when we went to Green Bay there for the Rams yeah. game. She was like, I like Nicole. Nicole's real. And it sounds like it, bro. She ain't cutting you no know, slack. Oh, she, and it's probably why Mandy likes her. Mandy's the same way, dude. Mandy eats me alive, dude. She don't play no game. She'll she'll be the first to call. She'll give me that look. Yep. Like, boy, I've been with you 23 years. You think I can't it's, tell when you're being full? It's hilarious that both – I thought when I met both of my Packer uh, – that family you know like you know to be big no their wives are running their lives i'm just telling you right <laughs> hey, hey, it's hey, hey, hey. and nicole that podcast. that's what's up bro that's the packernet maybe nicole podcast that's what's up dude that's right <laughs> hey, you can slow down you can believe slow down. me slow anytime down. this podcast goes live i promise you i got permission before i do it <laughs> the way it is but uh oh, Goose in the chat said, don't be a coward. Read my message, Clayton. No way, dude. I got a family to feed, man. I ain't getting It's canceled. funny that my video's not working now, too, because my two-year-old is just coming up, wants to sit in my lap. I love it, dude. God, I wish it was working. <laughs> um, Bill Ryan said, sign Nixon now. Can, can I get an amen, dude? We have got to get that guy under contract. Get Keyshawn Nixon back. This dude, yeah. I mean – for sure. I think they said he's leading the league in kick return yards. Is that right? Oh, no. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's only been doing it since, what, the beginning of Halfway. November? Halfway. Yeah. Halfway through the season. Yeah. Dude is Devin Hester level. Let's go. It really is. Like, as silly as that Seriously. sounds, I know Hester is, like, arguably the greatest of all time. But what this guy has done – now, this is the – it's – 
it's bittersweet for me because it's like we've got a dog. We need to re-sign him. We need that aspect to the special teams portion of our of our game. But at the same time, I'm looking at looking back, going at the coaches like, how in the world did you guys not make this an open competition for return guys? Yes. Have you heard what he's and supposedly about? he's he's been begging for that position all season. That well, that too. But the dude is a killer, man. Like, come on. How has he been trying to play to be in line for this position? And they've shut him out for Amari Rogers, who couldn't even catch no. a punt to save his yeah. life. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, here comes he Keyshawn goes to Houston. Houston. He's their best receiver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keyshawn Nixon gets gets an opportunity, and all of a sudden he has half the opportunities as the rest of the league, and he leads the league in kickoff returns. Let's go. Yardage. Let's go. Keep giving it. Go. Let's go. Perfect time. Let's get hot. Let's get into these playoffs and let's move. Definitely. Now, go. we got Goose in the chat said, how about Savage having a great day, you know, talking about what we were covering just a second ago. And, and dude, I've been the biggest Savage critic, right? And I called for Rudy Ford to start over him early. And I know Rudy had a great game today, too. Rudy, play good. Yeah, but it's like you got to give credit where credit's due. That what I what I respect about Savage, and it's easy to do when you're getting a fifth year option, knowing next year your contract's guaranteed, and hey, I'm gonna make money regardless. But the way that he took that uh, benching aspect, right, and was just like, you know what? Okay, this is a role they gave me, and he he didn't complain one time. And that actually, was, yeah. And two that's, weeks that's, ago, if you remember, Jacob, I believe two weeks ago he got significant snaps and he had one of his highest PFF grades of the year. So he responded to that. You know, you got to give the guy credit where it's due for sure. But let's do this. No, let's go on to the next play here. This was uh, uh, the Adrian Amos interception. What's cool about it is is TJ Slayton. This was his second tip pass already of the game. Oof. This was in the second quarter, 6:02 left. Green Bay's already leading 17 to three, guys. It's why it's so crucial to jump out to that early lead. Because when you do, you force them out of the running game. You force them out of their normal scheme. They're now moving on to some of those longer, uh, you know, longer pass plays, things like that. They're looking at their deep shots. They're probably going to the third and ten chart or their second and long chart rather than their first and ten when you go down by more than two scores. But here's T.J. Slayton tipping the pass. And, of course, Adrian Amos with the pick. You're burping on my guess? I guess is what it is. First and ten. The only thing better, the only thing that makes these videos better is hearing you guys giggle like a couple <laughs> possums in a dumpster, dude. I absolutely love it, man. Bro, like, we, me we, and we my, so my oldest son, we were high-fiving on that. And then I don't think you – we talked about this pre-podcast but because I don't think you put this video in there, but following that, wasn't that right before the half whenever Mason Crosby kicked in that was yeah. almost 50-yarder? I, I looked at my oh. boy and I said, he doesn't have the leg to make this anymore. He, he's he been one of the best players for our team for I don't know how many years, and I love the dude, but he, he's not going to make this. It's just they're kicking it because they have to. And then was it a few years ago the the Bears – Doink to kick out, and then here we go going into the playoffs. And Mason Crosby dinks one in <laughs> from almost 50 Dude, yards. That was, that was awesome. I'm sorry, that was yeah, doink it in. That was oh god, it was so good. Definitely, was so Definitely. Good. here we got uh, Bill Ryan in the chat says, I'm old enough to remember Travis Williams on kickoff returns in 1967, bro. Tip of the cap there. If it happened before 82, I don't remember much about it, Bill, to be honest with you. But, um, <laughs> All right, let's see. We got uh, Jason Newell in the house. Said this might be putting the cart before the horse, but assuming the pack wins, how do we want the other games to go next week? Wild card away at San Francisco seems terrifying to me. You know what? Here's here's the way, and, and Jacob and I were talking about this offline, Jason, and appreciate you hanging out in the chat, man. Um, for me personally – we're playing with the house's money. There is nobody that expected the Packers to make the playoffs at the midpoint of this season. So you know what I say? Bring us the toughest opponent in the worst condition, and let's yeah, just go let's down go. freaking swinging. Same thing let's with Detroit next week. We may lose to Detroit. Detroit's a solid team, and they've definitely got heart. They play the game the right way. Jared Goff is, in my opinion, outperformed what people expected him this year. Absolutely. But at the same time, we're the wounded dog. We're the dog in the corner. That's been beat up all year long, and it's we're going to come out growling and biting. Period. Case closed. So I'm not scared of any matchup because at this point, if they lose next week, I still am proud of the Packers and appreciate what the coaching staff has done to put this little run together and actually compete. But what do you think about what he said there, Jacob? 
Well, so if I'm not mistaken, to, uh, this next week it's going to be a dogfight, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, Detroit has something to play for. We have something to play for. I mean, clearly we have something Correct to play for. Correct me if I'm wrong, but winner gets in, right? Or no? That's it, bro. Yeah, winner gets dinner. Winner gets dinner, bro. That's what we're talking about. Oh, oh Ooh, no. Coach, coach is here. Hey, fellas. Sorry I'm late. Sorry to interrupt. I don't have a ton of time. Um. I was kind of joining in on Twitter as we were going through some supper stuff. And, guys, uh, a couple of things here real quick, if you don't mind me just kind of verbally. Absolutely. Go. Talk it. Um, you guys, you hit the nail on the head that, you know, big players have to make big plays. You talked about Nixon. You talked about Savage. You guys talked about Ford a lot. Like, that. that it's all good stuff. Um, talking about Aaron Jones, my boy. Um, you know, <laughs> I was gonna I say, is that an Aaron Jones shirt? Like I love it. I think that's an Aaron Jones shirt. <laughs> it is. Oh yeah, dude, that's oh, man. Camp. Man. yeah. I was a coach of the camp for him. Yeah, so uh, humble brag, right? But um, <laughs> the dude that um nobody's really talking about because some Packer fans are kind of hit or miss on him right now, dude. Number eighty-one, Josiah Deguara, Deguara. in the run game yeah. is a yeah. straight up dog. If you can put a receiving threat on the line of scrimmage and have him scoop a backside inside linebacker with a full head of steam and not only scoop him, but railroad him. Uh, Clayton, I'm sorry, man. I, I know I'm, I'm kind of taking some of the, the wind out of your sails here You're for good. what we can go You're through good. tomorrow, hopefully. But, man, that dude is just – that's nasty. That's a tough, tough block. And not only did he make the block, he owned the block. He absolutely disintegrated the backside inside linebacker in a pursuit angle – Popped Aaron Jones for 33 yards in a pretty crucial point of the game. Like, guys, this is big time stuff. This is that complimentary football that we've been talking about this whole time, right? That that piece of the Packers puzzle that was always missing in the first, you know, 10, maybe even 12 games of the season, whatever. Um, now coming together, these dudes really starting to understand how complementary football works around the core and then owning the role. Guys, this is, this is something special. I'm telling you right now, this is something different. I love it, dude. Love it. Let me ask you this. Cause I know you said you gotta, you gotta go kind of quick, you know, something that I picked up on during the game is it seemed like the ball was being snapped while DeGuaro was still in motion. It was almost like I couldn't tell if it was a delayed motion or a quick snap. Did anything stick out to you there specifically? Did you notice the same thing? Kind of what what stood out to you there? Yeah, for sure. That's definitely intentional. You know, if, if you're getting a guy in motion, especially against a lot of zone coverage, as we talked about, Clayton, um, when you change formations, and this is what Green Bay used to be so good at, and they're kind of starting to get back to it is, you know, formation and leverage at the line of scrimmage. You know, when you put uh, DeGuara or uh, Big Bob Tunyon or anybody really in motion against a predominantly zoned team like Minnesota, they have to bump, right? So then the defense is always a half step behind, and it doesn't seem like much, but these are the layups that Aaron Rodgers takes, you know, with, you know, a quick throw to the flats and you're stealing five yards. But the big thing is in the run game, because now all of a sudden you have the angle, you have the, the, the perfect blocking angle in the run game, and now you can hit the edge even though maybe, you know, your tackles aren't great or maybe the defense aligns, you know, in, in a spot where it's really like a wide nine or a stout seven or something like that where it's a really tough block. Now you throw some motion in there and you can designate your blocking angles. All of a sudden, like you're in a really good spot. And these are things that they weren't doing early in the season. We talked about right. this a lot. Clayton, uh, Jacob, I know we had discussed it too where, you know, they didn't have a lot of formational stuff. And then it looked really complex and there was some talk of, you know, is it too much type of thing? Now it's all catching up and you're starting to see the little things in football that really, really make a difference. And you're talking angles, you're talking leverage, you're talking all these sorts of things where a Romeo Dobbs, and I know we didn't hear his name much at all today, but, you know, him starting to get those sort of things, um, these things are huge in the, the small part of football that becomes the big thing, right? We have the saying in football, there's no such thing as a small thing in football. Like all the little details matter. So if you're a half step in front of the defense, you have leverage. You can get to the outside. You know, all those sorts of things, man. Absolutely. Now, I'll say this. One thing that stood out to me, there was a two-play sequence there where Aaron Jones had a seven-yard run, then another seven-yard run outside, and then he came back with a 10-yard run. And on that 10-yard run, Randall Cobb in the slot blocking was just 
a thing of beauty. But before you have to go, Coach, is there anything else you want to hit on that you think, man, these guys need to hear this about this game or does anything stand out to you? Bro, I can talk all day long. Um, number one, Randall Cobb, number 18, deserves assistant coach of the year. Um, I know he's not putting up the numbers, bro, but you know that dude's in the wide receiver room. Absolutely hammering nine, absolutely hammering 13, hammering 87, making them understand exactly what Aaron needs them to do. We've heard it, you know, for the last two weeks, how how complex this can be. And, you know, you see guys leave the team and start whining about things, whatever, like bottom line, if you can't cut it, you can't cut it. That's a you problem, not a Green Bay problem. So like these guys leave the team, start whining about how complex things are. Well, it's, it's Randall Cobb holding that thing together. Like be assured. Number two, having 59 back on defense is an absolute game changer. That <laughs> is a straight up dog. You guys are just so, so lucky. I, I, I didn't like it, him coming over initially, and I'm not a fan, right? But, like, I didn't I didn't think it was a fit. You are I now. never been so happy <laughs> I was so very wrong. I love it, dude. Love it, love it, love it. And Aaron Jones, of course, 14 carries, 111 yards, 7.9 a pop, as long as 31. And then, of course, Devondre Campbell, you were just talking about, uh, number 59, eight uh, total tackles today. And he was just all over the joint, man. I, I don't know, dude. It, it's a different defense when he's on the field for sure. But, Coach, we can't thank you enough brother, for joining us. We appreciate you, man. Hey, yes. I'll get you those, uh, Thanks, those plays. You send me some plays you want to hit, and we'll try to get a uh, hookup for Chalk Talk tomorrow. Sounds great. See you guys. All right. Thanks, Coach. Thank you, Coach. All right. Awesome. Good stuff. Anything you guys want to touch on there before we move to the next play? Uh, Real quick, just as I'm looking at the box score, it's just – Insane, like who in their right mind would have thought that, okay, the top three receivers for Minnesota was Jalen Naylor, three receptions off of three targets for 89 yards. He had a touchdown. K.J. Osborne, seven receptions off of seven targets. <clears throat> and then Hawkinson, seven receptions off of 12 targets for 59 yards. I'm just saying, like, it, it's – that did not look – I didn't have that in my bingo card. I did not. <laughs> That's not what I had, you know, and, and, and coach kind of highlighted, you know, the more specifics kind of stuff, but it just, <laughs> I didn't think this was going to happen. Justin, did you think that was, uh, I, I never thought this was going to happen. This is like, this is my, my best dreams kind of thing. You know, like I, I, I still, I have to shake myself. Cause I think this is like what everybody that we need to lose lost basically in the last couple of weeks. And now we're winning and, and we're looking good. Good. I mean, I'm just saying, yeah. uh, Justin, are you still there? Are you, are you, are yep. you, you passed out? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm here. Sorry. No swearing. I left, I left you for a second, but I, I just came back and I right. caught the tail end of what Jacob was saying. So I'm sorry. What were you? Oh, you're good. You're good. To... What we're going to do. Um, we're going to move on to the next big play here. And then uh, I want to get your take on it. But let's go right here to the tape. This is uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, resetting the pocket, then finding Bob Tunyon for 21 yards. I want you to, if you could, if you guys can see it, I know it's kind of small here. I'm not going to maximize it because it'll screw the feet up. But uh, what, watch Aaron kind of step up in the pocket, hop back. This looked like vintage Aaron Rodgers footwork. I know he didn't have a great, like a crazy statistical day, although he had, you know, a passing touchdown and a rushing touchdown. We'll hit on the rushing here in a minute, but check this play out here. This was in the second quarter, 248 left. What do we call that, guys? The middle eight, right? Uh, Green Bay's up 17-3, to three, and here's Aaron Rodgers to Bob Tunyon. Crazy. They're not out of it, but second and 11. Rodgers backs up to buy time to the end zone. Touchdown, Robert Tunyon. Well, when I said it was a big... I love it, dude. Watch it again one more time. And sorry for the guys on the top. Look at this bounce. Second and 11. Boom. Good me. Look at this. Rogers. Look at that. Not out of it, right off that Ooh. back foot. Rogers. Backs up to buy time. To the end zone. Touchdown. Robert Tunyon. I love it, dude. Absolutely love it. Now, I want to say this. I'm going to get negative for a minute, and I don't care. I see nope. people on Twitter. I see people on Twitter, Justin. They're going, but did Aaron really do much today? Let me tell you something. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he, he complete. He ran the offense, which is what you haters have been screaming the entire year. I wish he'd just run the offense. He runs the offense, and it's, well, did he really do much today? Aaron, a passing touchdown, a rushing touchdown. Again, we'll get hit on the rushing touchdown here in a second. Did you Old find man got the wheels with this game today, Justin? What did you think today? <laughs> Say that question again. I'm sorry. 
I said, did, did you see anything wrong with how Aaron played? He missed a few throws, yes. He dropped no. a couple in the bucket. But what did you think about Aaron's play no. today? I, th- I thought he played a great game. Dude made great decisions. He made some pinpoint throws. He made a couple passes that, especially to Christian Watson, that I thought should have been called for P.I. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah. That's, that's mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. That's happened a couple games in a row now in whatever. We won the game 41-17, so I'm not really going to complain about it. But, yeah, how, how you complain about how he played? He played good football. He mm-hmm. was making pinpoint throws, and he he's almost a 40-year-old dude, and he just ran in a touchdown <laughs> or a yeah, touchdown. You know, and, and dude, hold back he, on he that. put on the wheels. In a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, he, he played good football. How, how can you complain? Right. He was 14 to 24 for 159 and a touchdown. Well, when was the last time he threw for 300 yards? Do you guys not remember when we hired Matt LaFleur? What was the first thing Rogers said? The day the of ball. all the stats are over, guys. Yeah, this the team ball. is geared different. And what did he do? He goes out and wins back to back MVPs. Well, he can't win in the playoffs. Okay. Now it, it's, it doesn't matter what he does. The goalposts are always going to be moved, period. He is not the quarterback he used to be. I get it. And, and I don't even know if he'll he'll ever play at an MVP caliber again. I don't know if it's the injuries. I don't know if it's, you know, he's playing, you know, it, this is the drop-off, whatever it is. But when you have a day like today where he managed, he got him in and out of the right looks all game long. The running game was just freaking on fire. He didn't deviate away from the running game. He dropped a few in the bucket to Watson that should have been P.I. didn't get yeah. called. He didn't get frustrated. Yeah. What did he do? Move on to the next play, and you come out and boat race the Vikings 41-17. to 17. Jacob, talk to me about it, man. I'm, I'm so mad I can't. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm just saying, man. Like we, uh, I, I am guilty of being one of those guys that, um, you know, I, I was saying pump the brakes. I, actually, I will, I will, I was one of those guys that let let's see how it plays out. And I am comfortable sitting in that seat now, where I said that maybe if Rogers, you know, decides to get on a ride and he starts, you know, doing Rogers type things, then let's let's ride him. And here we are, we are riding Rogers, and I'm. Freaking happy about it. It's going to be awesome. You know what I mean? Like we had a great Christmas day. We had a great New Year's day. All we have now is just to wait. We just got to wait. We just got to beat the, the Lions one time and then we're in it, bro. We're in it and we are in it to win it. And I'm so excited. And I don't care what anybody has to say about, um, you know, any of the Rogers hate or the love stuff. That's 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 tomorrow stuff. That's tomorrow stuff we're going to deal Absolutely. with. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm here today. Okay. I'm here today. We're dealing with 
Rodgers about to win us a Super Bowl. That's what I'm doing now today. <laughs> That's what I'm going on. As soon as we lose, then then okay, the, the situation changes. We have a different conversation. But tonight, today, I'm feeling it. I, I hope that all the Packer fans are feeling it. We are going hard in the paint for Rodgers for the Super Bowl. Let's go. Let's go. I don't I don't want to get weird about it, but if You're we beat it, well, yeah, duh. I talk to you every day. You know that. When you preface <laughs> it, I'm not going to get weird. Well, I'm, I'm trying not weird. to. But so if we do beat Detroit next week, and I, just think about the parallels between this season and, and the last season. We won the Super Bowl. That's what's up. Nobody thought we were going to do it. We got no, hot. Too many right at the end. Yep. How many games would it be in a row that we are – Winning right now to get Ooh. into the playoffs, getting hot right at the right time against some good teams. Just saying, do it. You know absolutely. I mean? Yep. Just and saying. Bill Ryan in the chat says, "Imagine Rodgers versus Brady once again. That'd be exciting. <laughs> That'd be something else." There. Yeah, and maybe this said, time the refs won't screw us. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and Goose said uh, he had a couple of off throws, but other than that, he was masterful. Just take all the non calls. And think of what his and Watson's stats would have been. Believe I completely agree, man. And again, I don't care how we win. I'm just interested in winning. I just crack up of the fact that you have the best win of the year for the Packers, 41 to 17 over the Vikings at Lambeau. Lambeau was loud. It's in my notes. Several several times they either forced a timeout or forced a false start. Right. Everything went great tonight. And then you got people on Twitter that want to jump on her and go, yeah, but Rodgers wasn't great. Shut up, dude. Get away from me with this. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the next play. This was A.J. Dillon. Um, this came in the fourth quarter, 14-59 left. Obviously, the first play of the uh, of the fourth quarter. Green Bay's up 27-3, and the quad, quad father himself, Quadzilla, jams it in. Let's see here. Here we go. First and goal. Dillon got the shove. Got the six. <laughs> That's now six rushing touchdowns He's in five right. games for failing. AJ Dillon. Well, I really this is what we said early in the year when we had. Look, like you got Aaron Jones on the violin. Look at Aaron right there on the base. Did you see it? Look at Aaron Rodgers right here on the left. Watch him come sliding in on the base right here. Yes, this is the shot that I saw. This is the shot that I saw on live TV. That's the one I was talking about. Now check this out. We're gonna try to maximize this. I'll probably regret it. We're gonna do it anyway. This came. This is a tweet from. It's at it's Katie Brown. She's an awesome follow on Twitter. <laughs> Check her view out. She was at Lambo. Look at this view right here. Rogers playing this baseball. Get him! Oh, <laughs> oh that's awesome. I slept with a baseball. I slept. He had, he had the baseball up high on the chest and everything. <laughs> yeah, he's going up though. Well, I'm gonna say this. I, man, hey, this, but, uh, I know you guys aren't musicians, but when you play the bass like that, it's all up high when you Dude. finger slap it. Hey, look, here, here's the deal, though. If uh, we got Coach Hom back in the house, if you <laughs> – no, look, Jacob, you got to get I'm up trying. High. I'm trying yeah. to get up high. Yeah, I'm Coach Hom right in time, man. What's going on, Coach? You playing the bass guitar over there? Two things. Number one, yes, I did play the bass guitar in a, in a touring band. I played it terribly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, verse, chorus, verse, bridge, chorus, repeat. I was awful. Coach, I thought um, you were a good player. I never did that. I wasn't I wasn't ever good enough to do that. It was always like the, the whole Mark Hoppus Blink-182 thing. So I, I was terrible. Um, so there's that. You guys don't know this, but Coach played in my hometown before we even knew each other. Yes. Yes, I did. Uh-oh. Uh it a sold-out show to 13 people. It was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had some uh, mutual friends in the whole uh, band scene. Um, but but uh, on a more serious note, Clayton, that 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 clip you just showed with A.J. Dillon, um, I want to go back because, dude, this is something that we've been talking about all year long, and this is something that Green Bay is, is – kind of I would I would dare to say ahead of the curve on um where if you take a look at the personnel grouping um when AJ Dillon comes in look at what Minnesota has on defense they have a nickel set in on defense look at Green Bay's personnel right here guys Ooh. how many wide receivers do you see on the field you've got None. one and is he's there one printing in motion 
like actually, it, I think that might be Tyler Davis. I tight end. Okay, so oh, and that's yeah. even more beautiful. Even better. Oh my God, this is this is football to a T right here because you've got the defense caught in a nickel situation and a low red zone play. Yeah. And if that is a tight end sprinting in motion, you guys like. What is the defense going to do? They're going to have to absolutely collapse, right? So, like, so all of a sudden you're looking at at oh. AJ Dillon coming. Or uh, excuse That's me, the wrong um, play. That's my bad. Let me go back. You're good. <laughs> Let me go back to the AJ Dillon. Here you go. I apologize, Coach. I had the uh, Aaron one pulled up here. Here you go. So you were probably right. There may have been a res- well. Let's see. No, this is the same personnel. Look at this, Coach. No wide receivers. And the all. Vikings are still in nickel personnel right here, you guys. Look, they have one high safety. They've got three deep backers. Both of their corners have to pinch now. You know, they're they're outmanned physically. And I'm a really little dude, and I know what it's like to fight <laughs> big dudes. I always lose, right? And it's just it's just simple <laughs> biometrics, guys. And it's just it's it's again, it's getting back to what Green Bay does best. It's personnel. It's leverage, it's formation, it's motions, it's it's the the outthinking the part of the game to where you can kind of compensate for some of these things where you know maybe athletically or maybe um, you're you're not the best player at your position, but we're gonna put you in a really good spot to be better than the guy across from you. I mean, you've got Big Bob Tunyon up there on the top side blocking Harrison Smith. Now Harrison Smith, great safety. Bottom line, safety. You got a tight end blocking <laughs> guys. Gold. And he did, man. He look at that. That's that's great. Seal the edge. Dude, what a play. What a play. Great. I'm sorry. Great. I do uh, have to go now. I just I, I heard that. I had to, <laughs> I'll see you guys. No, we love it, dude. Thank you, coach. Appreciate you, man. Thanks, coach. Love it. <laughs> I looked down and I seen him down there grinning, waving at the camera, like, hey, look. yeah, dude, that's that's good stuff, man. I don't <laughs> I don't know. It's just uh, anytime schematics are involved and you talk about, you know, outmanning the uh, the opposing team. And, and let's mention this tonight, you know, something that the haters won't mention. Aaron Rodgers catching the Vikings trying to sub out, what, three different times, one of which they actually just played with 10 people on the field because they were like, screw it. We can't get another guy out there. Right. And uh, I think they converted to Cobb on that one specific play. But let's go to the next highlight here. The last one we covered was A.J. Dillon, right? And then, of course, we played the bass guitar there. So let's go on to this was in the fourth quarter, 1454 left. It was a first and 10 for the Vikings, obviously down 34 to three. And why not go ahead and add to the party? This is uh, Rudy Ford with his interception. Sideline today. New Cousins launching a long one and he's intercepted. What's Jair, guys? What's Jair? See him? Let's get at the end here again. What's Rudy? <laughs> Great job covering ground here. Cousins, Rudy, look at this. Great job. Watch intercepted. the guy here. He, watched, he, he finds Jefferson. He's going after Jefferson. Oh, he's Rudy going after him hard, dude. Bam! Of the game. <laughs> I didn't even <laughs> notice that. It's uh, so I did notice at the conclusion of that play that they were jawing at each other, That's but why. I didn't know why, and that is why. <laughs> John Ear ran all the way across the field, was had no interest in blocking. He was just, I'm gonna catch him on the sideline and hit him with the, the macho <laughs> man. Open, yeah, the top. I'm okay with I it. Love. I'm okay with it. Hey, yeah. I'm saying Jair for the first time, like I love the way he was. I, I, if you're going to talk that smack, then you have to back it up. And tonight, oh, my God, he backed it up. And I just love it. I just love it so much. It was just so good, dude. Absolutely. Now, here's what's cool. Coach Hom was just talking about that A.J. Dillon play. I'm going to share the screen yeah. again. This is the Aaron Rodgers touchdown. I want you, want you to key in on the same exact personnel. Keep in mind, earlier in the game, now this is 34-3, 9-32 left in the fourth quarter. Earlier in the game, they handed the ball to Dylan on left, right? You see, you got the motion here from Tyler Davis. No wide receivers on the field. You got big dog down here. You got Tyler Davis in motion. You got Clay, what, what would you call that, that formation? You call it a Y strong. Man, that that's gonna be that's gonna be a heavy. I mean, it's basically a goal heavy, line. Heavy, strong, right, left, Y. Now, this this is this is your basic eye. What you had is a balanced look, actually a strong left look because Tyler Davis okay. started on the left side and you see there's yep. an extra tight end over here. Yep. It might, might actually be a heavy offensive line. He's going to motion right and balance the formation out. But this is what's so mm-hmm. cool. The last time you ran this, what did you see? 
and seeing the tight end Tunyon get out here and kick out on Harrison and still off that edge, and it allowed AJ to kind of bounce in. Now you got Patrick Taylor in the game. But what do they do? This? They don't hand the ball off. Watch what happens here, guys. And good work all day. The play fake. First of all, look right here. This is what's so cool. Let me run it once, and then we'll break the play down. Let me run it. Good work all day. Rogers. Nobody. I'm Now, look, let me go back here. Look. Smith getting knocked on his, you yeah. know what? Check this out. Watch the lead blocker. Watch the, the Josiah DeGuar. This is exactly so what. That's what you were going to point out, too, then. Yeah, watch watch Josiah DeGuar right here, guys. Actually, what? Who? Yeah. Who no, was that? that was DeGuar. Holy cow. So, Taylor, on. look at this. Play action. Oh. And can we just take a second for the old man here? Just this appreciate Aaron Rodgers. Just pump fake. Look at this. Come on. Oh, man. that's that's huge. Hey, that look, guy's look, a pro bowler. All right. Hey, hey, boys, real quick. I'm going to get out of here. All right. Thank you for having me. I'm of course. Get on out some, of here, Justin. Anything you want to say as you sign I remember up. my first year. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> – shut up, Jacob. Get out of here, Justin. No, I mean, I'm just happy to have this win. Uh, what a good day to be a Packer fan. Um, sorry to jump out of here early, but, you know, kid – I got kids ready to go to bed and stuff. So. Oh yeah, you're gonna. All right, I got you, man. You got you got real responsibility. I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting yelled at. Minute. I remember that? my first beer. <laughs> I mean, I had about ten or twelve tonight. Shut quit, up, Justin. <laughs> all right, Justin. All right, boys. Time, Have a good night, man. Sir. All right, all right later, guys. And then there were two. Love it, dude. Love it. We had a packed house tonight, man. Goose in the chat says, "Y'all, I think we corrupted coach or converted." converted depending on the view. <laughs> yeah, yeah i think you guys corrupt everybody that joins uh any kind of podcast or any kind of live show that's for sure um, coach is I, uh coach is very analytical to the point where it's like man he like you know he's he's he's, he's too smart you know it's mm -hmm. it's hard to uh to disagree with him just because no i love it dude the, the thing the thing that's so great about about having coach on on the pod is is there's been so many times that I've overlooked something. And a few times he's been like, oh, I didn't, I didn't recognize that when I pointed out maybe a personnel or whatever, but just the little details yeah. of being an offensive line coach at any level. Um, and I, I make no bones about it, Jacob. I don't know all of the details of, uh, of the structure of a practice or, or, you know, uh, you know, the leverage that a player is trying to play with in a specific look me, I'm more personnel matchups, yeah. overall global look. Well, defense is trying to do we got coach back in the house here but i try to look at it from that standpoint and well, i just think as, as soon as you think that you know more than anyone you're just kind of a d-bag you know so you just yeah. have to open up your mind and learn that football is like an open book and it's just it's get ready because you're just going to keep learning and learning and learning um, <clears throat> Jacob, you hit it on the head right there because as soon as you said that i'm too smart i had to jump back in i'm sorry bro because <laughs> um <laughs> you, you guys have to understand like and and i know you guys know this but your listeners have to understand that there are uh, like i can sit up here and talk like a sausage all day and be like oh 12 personnel you got yeah you got you got wi-fi and it, like like all that sort of stuff like but that doesn't mean anything when you actually sit down and talk to football people because i, I you know you, you get around some of these guys. Um, I was blessed, you know, two years ago to, to be able to go into the Don Hudson Center and actually learn what the Packers do for install stuff. And it's like and and, you know, they're not telling you everything right. Like, you know, that they're just giving you kind of a, a base model of what they do, but they speak it so fluently. And it, like it, 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 it's so apparent that it is a massive part of their job on a coaching level. And then obviously on a playing level to where like, I, I, you might think that I know a little bit about football, but I know like I've, I've, I, I have no idea. Like these guys have forgotten more about football than I know. So like when you start kind of like looking at it in that realm, that's when I get a little bit, um, a little bit queasy, I guess a little, a little apprehensive when you hear the, Fire Joe Barry, fire Dom Capers, fire Mike Patton. Okay. You know, all now, that sort of coach, stuff. coach, can I interject real quickly? Please. <clears throat> I am 
acknowledge, like, I, I understand that I am one of those guys. I'm one of those uh, fans, like, fire Joe Barry. I now, <laughs> after I look at the analytics, after I look at the, uh, the stats and all that kind of stuff, I'm thinking maybe keep Joe Barry. Maybe keep Joe Barry for the next season. And now tell me why I'm crazy or, or tell me why I'm stupid as to get the initial reaction as to why I should fire Joe Barry. Because, you know, when we looked at some of the stats in the beginning of the year, maybe you could understand some some fans, you know, uh, let's fire this guy. Let's do this. But I am on the guy right now, and, and I am – Acknowledging that I have been uh, too like harsh. intervention, coach. <laughs> I've been too harsh, coach. Uh, coach is honestly like, uh, coach. Guys, I'm telling you right now, coach is, is a very smart man. He will literally like interject and in, in between while the Packer games, while we're talking shit to each other. Sorry, talking smack to each oh, other. Oh, there it is. I'm so sorry, coach. Oh shoot. Um, smack. You're good. And 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 and. and all of a sudden, Coach just kind of chime in. It's like, yeah, you're right. And he has this kind of um, very grounded situational uh, perspective that kind of like it's very grounded. So can you maybe speak on that as to why we not jump on the Fireberry stuff? We, uh, yeah. Coach, the last six games, I'm sorry, but guys, we're looking very, very good. Coach, can we, can we, can we talk about that, please? Uh, yeah, for sure, man. Um, and I, I totally get where that's coming from. It's coming from like your emotional investment in the team. It's really easy for me to sit back and watch the Packers play. Cause you know, aside from being friends with all you guys, I have zero emotional investment. I really like Aaron Jones. The Packers have been really, really nice to me. They've been very kind and welcoming, but I'll be honest with you. If the Vikings or the Bears offered me a job tomorrow, I would take it, right? So, like, I would like, too, by the way. Let's be honest, right? So, shut up, Clayton. There's, 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 there's that part of it where you know I get to at least distance myself there. Okay. Um, on the flip side, as as you're looking at it and you're watching this defense develop and evolve and grow, and our our good buddy Sam Holman would be a much better resource for this than I, because. Yeah. I'm an offensive guy. He's a defensive guru. I would never want to see him on the field, but like he's uh, the, the, the way that the defense is evolving kind of goes hand in hand with the way that football is played. Right. It's only like a, a coach is only as good as the personnel that they put on the field. Right. So when you lose Devondre, like guys losing five, nine is a big one, like a mm -hmm. big one. Look at what, look at what nine did today when you had five nine on the field look at um the way that all of a sudden your your passing routes are interrupted because you got to throw higher now over the middle because you're running tampa two with a uh, number 59 who's a freak athlete and then all of a sudden now he your middle backer is racing off the edge and blitzing c gap because now you can stunt and you can go ahead and slant your defensive line you get four man pressure with only bringing Devondre and he's gonna beat your right tackle if you're Minnesota. Like, like, so you're only as good as the personnel that you put on the field. And I get that the the beginning was tough, um, but they're really coming alive right now. And it's part personnel, it's part coaching, and it's part culture. To be honest with you, if you take a look at some of the best teams right now. Um, to be honest with you, like you guys are going to hate me for this, but I think Kevin O'Connell has a great culture going great right job. now. He's, he's, he's you win tight games, you win tough games, and, and you fight to the very last play. Like that's a great culture. To be honest with you, I think Matt LaFleur is kind of learning how, how very important that is. Um, yeah. And he's starting to build that, and he's starting to gel with some of the, the leaders on the team um, in the locker room. And, that's a big thing. Um, and the other thing is um, the, the biggest part of it is for Goose. Go, Pat, go, buddy. Hey, I love it. Dude. I was going to show that. Love it. You got it, Goose. You got him to do it, bro. Love it. Coach, anything else before you go? No, I'm around for a minute now. I actually uh, shoveled okay. some things around. I, want, I just love talking ball. Absolutely, man. Love it. Yeah, I was gonna I was actually gonna post that for those of you that are watching online. Goose in the chat said, Coach, give us a go, Pat, go. That's very rare. That's <laughs> Coach, that's yeah, awesome. we don't get that. Yeah. 
And then, of course, in the chat here, you got Mike says, uh, anyone missing Sammy Watkins? I know I'm not, although I think Sammy's a stand-up guy, but, uh, yeah. Um, Can I ask Coach a question? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Would you think that – so because Sammy Watkins is gone, do you think that they were willing to let him go because of the fact that our wide receivers, Lazard, Watson, are very, very capable blocking wide receivers? And I think that's a big – we talked about Alan Lazard for the last like three years and his, his blocking ability. I know I talked with Ryan a lot on this and then Clayton, when we uh, first met, um, we were talking a lot about his, his just willingness to get in there. Right. Um, I he think- got fined for blocking oh, yeah. three guys. Yeah. <laughs> that is Coach, be careful. Best- You're going to find us. You're going to find us. Bro, that's the best way you can spend ten grand ever. <laughs> yeah, give me that. That is so. We have we have in the program what we call honorary offensive linemen. So um, when when yeah. I kind of took over our offensive line in high school, I made sure that it was going to be you know the the best position you could play. Like they get donuts every Monday and they eat first yeah. and they whatever because yeah. like yeah. the lifeblood, right? Yeah. Um, every once in a while, you'll find a wide receiver. We were lucky enough to have one this year named Ryan Hudgens who didn't care about touching the football. He just wanted to pummel people. And he wasn't, <laughs> you know, he wasn't a lineman body, but he wanted to block. He wanted to hit people. He just like, that's my kind, kind of dude. And Absolutely. that to me is the receiver you need. And I think Green Bay was so comfortable with letting go of Sammy Watkins guys because they knew that they had Randall Cobb. And Randall Cobb can be, that dude, we know how, how selfless he is in blocking. And so you get that, that Sammy Watkins type of thing there. Um, he can come up clutch if you need him to come up clutch. But the big thing is like, you're paying him to be a wide receiver and play. And then you're also getting the added benefit of being an incredible wide receiver coach. Um, and I don't know who the wide receiver coach is for green Bay. I don't, I don't want to take anything away from that guy. Um, but you you've seen a difference right in the wide receiver play in the last five six weeks um and it corresponds directly to the packers winning some football games right and you know you you see dudes out on the edge blocking you see dudes running comp routes you see dudes throwing this up instead of this for their pick routes right that's the whole green bay thing the rub route of oh i didn't mean to be here right (laughs) cobb to a t you guys and and that guy is is invaluable to the team. Like you, you can't put an amount on a guy like that. Absolutely, absolutely, very well said, man. And uh, Mike in the chat here says, and this is a, a great, great question. The question now is, how does Joe Barry stop Amon Brown? I, I think he's talking to Amon St. Brown, right? I'm, I'm... So, can I interject real quick? Yeah, it has to be Jair, doesn't it? Because tonight we saw they 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 threw Jair on. On Justin, did they not? They I, did. I again, I don't, I don't want to comment until I go watch the tape. But to me, it seemed like when Justin was in the picture, he Jai was, was begging picture. for him. That he coach. was begging for him. So I, I, I find it hard to believe that uh, that Jair would not. And correct me if I'm wrong, Coach, because I don't. It seemed like they stuck Jair as opposed to the first game, where they basically let you know, uh, Justin, do whatever the heck you wanted to do. It seemed as if this, this last time that they let Jair shadow him. It seemed almost like. like he was his, you know, his ghost, bro. He died. Did you see that? Did you see that coach? Yeah, there was, a, there was a lot of times where you saw him, but um, Minnesota tried some things, especially early on in the game, you know, put JJ in the slot, motioned him so that, you know, you couldn't cross unless you were dictated and man and stuff like that. Um, so he was, he was like, Ja was on JJ a lot. Um, that's not to say he was on him the whole game, per se. Um, in my opinion, and this is, again, a high school coach going against people that <laughs> I have no business being against. Um, if you take a Monray St. Brown and the way that Detroit uses him primarily in the slot and then works away from the tight end with him, um, I honestly put Ja on the tight end. Um, if 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 I'm Green Bay, um, the way that Jared Goff likes to check down, likes to try to try to hit a double move wheel route, and then aside from that, you know, you're working over the middle. Um, I put Ja on the tight end, and then I can really easily bracket him with two of my lesser dudes. And I'm not I'm, 
I'm not saying Rudy Ford's like a lesser dude or whatever, but nobody's saying Rudy Ford is Ja, right? So if if, if we can bracket Amon Ra and then uh, we can make Detroit run the ball, um, I'm thinking if I'm Green Bay, we have a good shot at winning the ball game. Absolutely. And I want to say this because I feel like the run defense really showed up tonight. I mean, I know that uh, Madison averaged 4.8 a carry, but Dalvin Cook, nine carries, 27 yards for three a pop. I mean, to me, they showed up when it when it really mattered the most. And then going back to the original question from Mike here, the question is, how do you stop Amon Ross A. Brown? I'm looking at PFF. Uh, Justin Jefferson grades out as a 90.9 offensive grade. Uh, St. Brown grades out as a 90.4, just as good as Jefferson. But I'm going to ask you guys this. Well, not you guys. I'm just going to kind of ask a rhetorical question. <clears throat> if I was starting a franchise, or let's say we had to win one ball game, and you can only pick one wide receiver between the two, oh, just, just Justin Jefferson or St. Brown, I'm taking Justin Jefferson. Right? Absolutely. If you're having to pick a quarterback for one game, Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff, I'm going Kirk Cousins. So I feel like we won mm. the better matchup today. But I will say this, like as we always talk, Coach, there's going to be an entire front office watching the tape from this Green Bay game in Detroit. And they're going to be looking to do something different from what Minnesota did, much different, right? And that's what it's really going to come down to is how are the schematics going to change? And, and like Jacob pointed out, man, um, if we can come out and play the way we did today and win the turnover differential, control the middle eight, you got a great shot of beating Detroit, but St. Brown, man, I mean, he's he's just as good PFF wise as Justin Jefferson, but I definitely think Justin Jefferson is a better receiver. Do you agree with that, Coach? Yeah, I mean, you're going to have your explosive plays by both of them, right? Like we didn't see it from JJ today, but you know who knows what the playoffs have, or we obviously saw it in Week One. Um, to me, this Detroit game boils down to how does your rookie inside linebacker who's starting handle DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams because not only are they pretty good in the run game um we all know how Jared Goff likes to use them in the throw game so can he can he dictate that you know can because there's gonna you know Detroit's gonna scheme Devondre Campbell out of this game right you're gonna set your slide protection to him you're gonna you're gonna make sure that nobody has a one-on-one with 59. So then all of a sudden out of the backfield, you've got a one-on-one with DeAndre or Jamal and Quay. And like, how how is Quay going to respond? To me, the the two pivotal things uh, for you defensively against Detroit is how does Quay respond and can number 90 play the game? Because if number 90 can play the game, you, you, you have a really, really good chance of winning. That dude is different. Absolutely. All right. Well, as we get ready to wrap up, I want to show this real quick. I'm going to share the screen. Got a couple uh, of really cool. What's that, Jacob? No, I'm just looking at. Is that Jair and Preston? No, this is this is Jair and Elton Jenkins. So let's let's get uh, a couple of a couple of self selfie videos right there from Lambeau Field. Here's Ja and uh, Elton Jenkins together. Let's see what they had to say. Come on now. Hey, got that dog, Lambeau. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, happy New Year to everybody out there. Enjoy time with your family and loved ones. Peace. Love it. He put the sword yes, in, the, in the sheath there, right? And then we got here we oh. got uh Christian Watson on, Christian. the game. And what better way to bring in the New Year's with the with the glorious dub? Hey, let's go, man. We're gonna keep this thing going. Finish this thing out, finish one more. Let's go, let's go, back a nation. Love y'all. Let's go. Love it, love it. And then one, <laughs> one more right here. This is our boy. This is the oh, go back, go, baby. That's, the key That's how we start 2023 with a bang. Go back, go, baby. Hey, that dude's coming back, man. I don't care what anybody says. He's going to be a Packer next year. Pay that man. Pay that man. Pay that man his money. All right, parting thoughts. Jacob, you got anything before we wrap up here, brother? Man, I'm just so happy. I'm so blessed to be with you guys. Um, (laughs) Who would have thought, even with us, Clayton, going to that game at the Rams game, we thought maybe this is just kind of like a joke here. You know, like, uh, maybe we'll have a fun time. But, hey, we're (laughs) in it. We're in it to win it. We got got a – great opportunity in front of us we control our own destiny we got guys like coach we got guys like 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 sam holman out there talking you know ball we got guys that are out here just representing packers football we are so blessed to be here and i'm so excited clayton let's go get a w let's go get a win all we got to do is beat these lions and then we're in the playoffs bro that's it yo we we got this we got this guys packer nation 
Let's go, Paco. Happy New Year. Everybody have a great day. Be blessed. Love it. Coach, what you got, brother? Uh, I got three things here real quick. Um, as I said before, your inside linebackers will determine how this season ends up for you. Uh, that's number one. Number two, a giant thank you to uh, the people like Thomas, uh, the people like Mike, the people like Goose, um, all the people that uh, interact with, with this whole thing and keep it going. Um, and then finally, um, like a, a tremendous, um, genuine thank you to guys like uh, Clayton and Jacob and Justin and you guys um, for for letting me do this um, and for, for pushing me. Um, happy New Year to you guys. We've got some really – really big exciting things on the horizon um so i'm i'm just grateful to be able to be a part of this with you we can't thank you enough coach for taking the time bro and uh i'm gonna say this man Uh, you know there was a there was a a soundbite a video of jason garrett and this is really off script here but i'm just gonna say it um it was a couple years ago he was with the giants and there was a presser and somebody referred to him as jason in the media and Jason snapped back and said, you know, call me coach. And the media got mad, right? They got all like, we don't have to call you coach. Why do I call coach on coach? I call him coach because I know the hours he's putting in and investing into young, young kids lives to teach them the game of football, teach them how to work together as a team, teach them how to work hard. You can bet your rear end. I'm going to take the time to say coach rather than whatever his first name is. That's just me personally. If you disagree with that, don't listen to this podcast. But I appreciate the fact that I hear your voice cracking because you're fighting for something for your family. You're fighting for you're you're striving to advance your career in the game of football. And do people don't care what you know till they know that you care. And anybody who's ever done anything significant in life, whether it's business, whether it's sports, entertainment or anything, it's because they get emotional about what they're doing and they actually give a freaking rip about what it is they're trying to accomplish. So, dude, it's our pleasure to have you on here with us. And we appreciate your time. And uh, again, thanks to everybody in the chat. Love you, coach. Thomas Austin, man. Uh, you you said it best there, dude. As we get ready to wrap up, go pack, go. Packernet fam, you guys are the best. You guys are the best. Yeah, you Absolutely. are. Hey, so we're gonna get us a uh, chalk talk segment ready, uh, Coach. You send me those plays that you uh, you think are, uh, yes, are worth hitting on. Um, send those to me as soon as you can, and I'll make sure we uh, we add the time in to do those. Man, there's gonna be plenty to pick from in this ball game. What a win! Packers come away <laughs> forty-one to seventeen over the Vikings. Um, everybody have a great night. Hope you had a happy new year. If you're listening to this on Monday, appreciate you making us a part of the day. Um, as always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go pack go. Love y'all. Yes.